This is Pep Talks. I just remember thinking to myself, I love that Queen Latifah is a lesbian in this movie. A weekly interactive show where I cover hot topics and issues of the day. I might have heard it and I just wasn't listening, I guess. I didn't think it, it affected me. This season, I'm watching legendary classic black movies with some of my favorite and closest celebrity friends. And then we're going to discuss them live with all of you. So get ready, throw on your favorite PJs, and let's dish on these movies. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everyone. No, 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 that's the wrong direction. Oh. The pre-show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Pep Talks. My name is Peppermint. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And I am so happy that you are here with me on Twitch. Uh, this is, number one, thank you for being here. Um, oh, no, you're right. You're right, right. Thank you for being here. Uh, it means a lot to me that y'all are here. Uh, we, I think, I feel like we're celebrating because we finally have, you know, um, some, some subscribers on our channel and now I'm totally in my groove. We're doing this every week and tonight is a very, very special show. So Pep Talks is the interactive weekly show which covers hot topics and all of the issues of the day, all of the things you want to talk about and some things I want to talk about, like notable black cinema throughout history. These are basically all the movies that half of y'all, I don't believe you've seen, but you can watch them with me together. Uh, every single week, I invite you to throw on your PJs and your mud mask or whatever you sleep in. If you sleep naked, that's all, it's on you. Uh, and sit down with me and my special celebrity guests as we dish everything from black cinema, black movies, uh, our favorite products, and of course, all the drama that's happening. Uh, and there's plenty of drama. Uh, and this is basically a celebration of all the things that I love. Uh, black cinema, music, movies, and culture. La, 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 la. Um, and I want you to know, number one, I'm going to be in the comments uh, throughout, you know, looking down into the chat. Um, and so if you see me looking down, that's exactly what I am doing. Uh, and I'm going to do it right now. Hold on one second. Rafe, I need to move this out of the way. Yeah. Um, and so, number one, I want to make a correction. I did a, a, a video that is available on my YouTube right now with Bob the Drag Queen, who was last week's guest on Pep Talks, uh, called, the video was called Post-Election Recap. And we were uh, basically talking about everything happening after the election. And one of the things that's happening in our world, there's a really popular club, bar, uh, show bar, that we both used to work at, and it's been around for so long. And I heard through the grapevine that this bar called Barracuda was closing, was closed now, obviously during the pandemic, but then not reopening. And so that's what I mentioned on last week's show. I had heard that and I was like, oh my gosh. And we were kind of, you know, talking about how, how bad that was. But I'm so happy to report that Barracuda is not closing. So if you live in New York City or if you plan on visiting New York when everything, when, when we get our vaccines, um, make sure you stop by Barracuda because they're going to have a grand reopening in the spring. Obviously, there's no date yet uh, because we're still in the middle of the pandemic. But once we do, uh, make sure you visit them. Um, I, had a, I used to work there for years. That was my first real solo show. 
And then for a while, I wor worked there on two nights. And so a lot of people who have memories of me in New York City in the bars and clubs saw me at Barracuda. So I couldn't be more happy that Barracuda is not closing. Again, not closing. So if you hear anybody saying that it's closing, tell them that you heard on Pep Talks the realty that it's not. Oh. Um, and so anyway, so on this show, I watch, uh, we talk about the movies that we previously watched. The movie of the week this week is Baby Boy. Hopefully you've all watched that movie. Um, and if you haven't, then you can follow along. We will show the trailer in a little bit. Uh, and then just keep in mind that every week it's, it's on you to watch the movie because I want you to be in the comments and talk about the movie with us. Of course, we have two fabulous guests. One of them is a, a, a fierce queen, a makeup queen, and a video gaming whore. Not, I'm not saying that, that she's a whore and there's no shame in being a sex worker. Uh, I don't really know her personal life, but um, she is an amazing person who actually helped show me the ropes a little bit on Twitch. It's part of the reason I'm able to be here on Twitch. Um, Dear is in the house. And then also my sister from season nine and all stars, the fabulous Aja is in the house. And so uh, those two fabulous folks are gonna be joining us in a second. But before I bring them in, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, um, <laughs> maybe I don't actually want to talk about this. Um, I'll wait and talk about it a little later. <laughs> it's a little personal. Oh, but I do have one thing to say. I have, uh, many y'all know, I have a new album out and it's, I, I went through like the most <sighs> depressing breakup. <laughs> Um, of a relationship last year and oh my computer's gonna die wouldn't that be crazy if my computer dies there it's plugged in now um and I uh I was so emotional about it I wrote an album the album it just came out and I would love for you all to check it out it's called a girl like me letters to my lovers in the first music video called best sex which is all about F, well, I don't know if I, am I recursing on the show? We never really decided if we were going to curse on the show. It's all about fuckboy culture, which is not a curse. It's F-U-Q-B-O-I. Um, and that's basically like a player or a gigolo, whatever. And that, um, so the song Best Sex is dedicated to those folks like that. And then there's other songs on the album, of course. And you can check it out. You can stream it today. And if you like it, please share it. And if you love it, please go to my Instagram link in bio and grab yourself a limited edition vinyl. And I'm gonna put the, the link to that because you can't like get the link to the vinyl. You can't do that on iTunes, right? And so I'm gonna put the link in the comments right in three, two, one. So the link is in the comments. Okay, um, anyway, so Let's jump right in. I want to welcome our two fierce and fabulous guests. Let's welcome Dear and Aja. Hey. Hey, girl. Hola. Hi. Okay, so I just had a, a raid with Dear, which I'd never heard of before. I'm used to raiding the fridge, but I'd never heard <laughs> of a Twitch raid. And so that's where we were over on Dear's page, Dear's channel. Okay, and um, 
and brought and invited all of Deer's viewers to come over here. So if you are watching from Deer's channel, welcome. Welcome to my home. Please make yourself comfortable. And if you are super comfortable, hit subscribe um, or at least follow, you know. Um, and then, of course, Miss Aja, you it's so fierce. Aja, you came right in in the middle of it. <laughs> uh, Aja came. Uh, you know, I was just like, I was like, am I in the right place at the right or the right right time or the wrong time? I don't know what's happening, but hello. It was the pleasure. It was it lovely. Was, we're talking about raids. Aja raided our stream. <laughs> Aja raided our stream. Yes. And so, uh, dear, I know you're in LA right now. That's where you live, right? I'm a little bit um, more northern than LA, but um, I'm in the Bay Area, California. Oh, okay. San Francisco area. Yes. Are you in San Francisco? Not exactly, but close enough. Okay, close good. Enough. All right. Concord? I'm in um, San Jose, actually. Okay. Just a little okay. drive away from, you know, civilization. <laughs> <laughs> No, San Jose is great. I love San Jose. Where am Aja? Are you in Brooklyn right now? Child, I've been in Brooklyn. I haven't left the borough in months. <laughs> Hold up. Just soiled, planted here, just not leaving for any time soon. <laughs> Honey, I mean safety first. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Eat. <laughs> Oh, and I've been doing it, honey. I had I I've gone through like a little bit of guilt about eating or not eating. And I finally just came to, I was like, you know what? Especially realizing that this pandemic and or the lockdowns and all these things are going to go into 2021. I'm like, bitch, it's on now. <laughs> it is what it is. Might as, might as well enjoy yourself. That's what, I, that's what I think. Now, if you are watching on Twitch or on YouTube or on Facebook, please check uh, for the link in the description or on my Twitch um, profile to leave a tip to support the production of this show. This show is very free to watch, but it is not free to put on. So please donate by hitting the tip button. Bing! Uh, so we can bring you the best content, the best content um, every single week. So I have some questions for y'all. Here we go. Um, Asha, I yeah. think I know this, but I never really know. I can, and it's always embarrassing to me because I don't come from the world. I don't come from this world. I'm setting it up <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> How many... Drag children, if any, do you have? And I'm. this is for both of y'all, but first, Aja, do you have drag daughters or are they more like your sisters? What's going on? And, so, and you can't see, I'm totally naked. No one can see my crotch, can they? Mitch? <laughs> uh, Mitch. Okay, okay. We saw it on my channel. We, we expect nothing short of iconic behavior from Peppermint, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I, I kind of have like that New York like kind of like '90s thing where I I have more of like gay children like not necessarily like drag kids. It's more like you know uh, 
I've been through some shit, you've been through some shit, and, you know, maybe my life has been a little, just a tad bit harder than yours, so I'm gonna just try to help you guide that type of thing. Uh, but yes, I, I, I think I have get a lot of gay children, and I think the ones who had did drag with me are obviously the ones that people have seen more, but uh, I feel like, uh, I just feel like a mother with many udders to spare. I'll never, you know, <laughs> someone or, you know, I like to help people. I feel like it's important because when I was coming out and I was feeling my queer for the first time, I didn't really have much people. I grew up in bed so it was just kind of like, what's next? Yeah. Same with me. I didn't grow up in bed but I, you know, when I was coming up in the 90s here in New York City, I didn't have like any, I didn't, I was the same way. I didn't have, I didn't know any of the ropes. It was just the girls were going to the club and you would meet everybody there and it was, everybody was queer. And that's where I was like, let me at least be with my people. Um, and so it was m more like sisterly bonds. But then I ended up having, I have so many gay children, you know, like, you know, that I, more than in no drag, I have two drag daughters and, and I basically, I'm a horrible mom. <laughs> Let me tell you. You're a cool <laughs> mom. You're a cool mom. I feel like gay children are like, like a, a heart to heart commitment. But when the, once you have a drag child, she's girl, yeah, she's ready to push you off the thing, honey. She wants to be <laughs> on that stage. <laughs> it's it's a lot of work to teach someone an artistry that you know you have learned because art is not easy. To, to teach or learn, it, it has to come from within. Oh, honey, that is, yeah. you can preach with that. Uh, okay, now, dear, do you have any drag? You're, I feel like you are so, such a teenager, but you mentioned <laughs> some things that I was like, oh, so do you have any drag kids? I am not a teenager, though I, I play one on the internet. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have drag children because I physically do my drag basically alone. I don't, I don't, I don't have a lot of, um, I don't really go to the local scene here. I put all my time into the internet basically, but I mm -hmm. think I have a drag family from um, just meeting people online and like sharing what I know and them sharing what they know with me. And so um, basically everyone within Stream Queens, which is the Twitch team of drag artists that I founded um, last year, that's basically my drag family. They're my, they're my brothers, my sisters, my children, my parents. Like, it, we just all learn from each other. So it's, it's a really cool place to be. And they live all over, right? I mean... All over the world. Totally literally, come. literally when we were talking um, on my channel about, like, who's in the chat, where they're from, like, United States, Portugal, UK, uh, Germany, like, all over the place, some, some um, of our team members live across the world in those places. Like, it, it's really, like, internationally reaching. Great. Okay, <laughs> I want to know: toilet paper over or under on the roll? Like I would say, it. set on top of the, the like you don't have the time to actually put yes. it on it. Just set it on top. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Honestly, I was thinking the same thing. You know, you know how many times like. I never even know when the toilet paper is running out. I'm just like, oh, one day you have it, then one day you don't, you get it, and then you just put it on like, you have <laughs> you have the place to put it, but you're like, child, I don't got time for this. I need to do a nice ladylike, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
quality day. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me check these comments and see what the kids are saying, honey. What are the children saying? Um, People like this filter that, like, my hands are fuzzy. <laughs> I saw it said blurring, so I was like, sure, why not? Should I turn it off? Uh, I like I it. I wouldn't. I like it. It looks good. I mean, it's season I one. Wish... My it's hands totally... are from season one. My face only is only on season your nine. hands, not on your face. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I we're gonna jump into the talk about the movie, and then we're gonna get into some more nitty gritty stuff. Now we can't have like the longest conversations because there's two people here. We didn't plan that out that well. Uh, but I want you I'll, all to head. I'll shut up. Huh? I'll shut up. It's fine. <laughs> I wish there would be quiet. Um, uh, can somebody add? Okay, so Nate Foxy on the on the what are those things? comments uh, asks? Can someone pl- ask Pep why she decided on the two P's or oh why she decided on the two P's? Was it Bob? No. Well, the name of the, okay now my robe is totally coming open. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody told me. Look grief, y'all. Twitch. I almost, I almost. I thought did. it was intentional. And I was like, maybe it's just effects. <laughs> sure. No, no, no. Is it? You can't have nudity on Twitch, can you? Um, I got my boobs done without nipples for a reason. <laughs> um, In case it flops out, it's not. It's an alien it's body part. No, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, okay, this is the tea. I don't, listen, listen. My name is long. Peppermint is a long name. I don't, th- I don't think I've had a conversation with somebody who I know, who, who I've had a long you know, conversation with, who I've built a rapport and a friendship with, who doesn't call me by a nickname. Because saying Peppermint is just long for people. They want to call me Pep. That's the first thing. I'm fine with that. I don't introduce myself as Pep. And when else do I say my name? The only time I introduced myself is Peppermint. If I don't know you, I'm going to say, hi, my name is Peppermint. All other times, I don't say, call me Pep. I don't say, my name is Peppermint, but you can just call me Pep. I, that's, I don't, that's not what I tell people. I have no problem if people call me Pep. Um, and so I never really think about it. Now, I don't know if the people who are calling me Pep are call- Some people call me Pep and some people call me Pepper. I don't argue with them. I don't correct them. And I don't know how it's spelled in their head. I always, now, I always thought, here's the one caveat. The show is called Pep with Two Ps, Pep Talks, because a, with one P, a pep talk is, is it's impossible to Google. I already made that mistake with my name. I chose the name Peppermint, the word Peppermint, before there was a Google. Had I had it to do all over again, I probably would have spelled the mint with an M-Y-N-T or something stupid. But not that that's stupid, but I would have done something unusual. But, you know, I didn't. And so now when you Google peppermint, chewing gum comes up. And so when we did pep talks, we don't want to have it. If you Google pep talks, every other thing called, we know that a pep talk is when you're encouraging someone. Everyone who speaks English knows what a pep talk is. And so I didn't want to have it spelled with just the one P. So that's why the two P's are in the word pep of pep talks. Final piece. However, in my email, I do use 
because my name is too long for an email, I do use the word PEP. So maybe that means I prefer one P, but it's up to you. I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't that a long description? <laughs> Sorry. That was I, good. I thought you were going to say I chose the name Peppermint before candies were named Peppermint. And I was about to say, <laughs> yes, that, dude, that is iconic shit right there. <laughs> what came uh, first, Peppermint or the candy? Or the candy, darling. Uh, head over to my Patreon if you would like to see me, Aja, and Deer talking about all of the tea. Um, I'm talking about some drag race stuff, talking about Aja's OnlyFans, talking about <laughs> um, all just all kinds of tea. So head over to my Patreon right after the show and you'll be able to see the pre-show con flama. Um, okay, okay. So uh are we going what are we what's are we going let's answer some patreon questions right is that right sounds good to me okay I'm sounds good. anything these are some patreon questions from our viewers and who are on patreon amber soto says how would you personally say no to being oh to being someone else's drag wait how would you personally say no to being someone else's drag mom have you ever had a Okay, that's the first question. And then the second question is, have you ever had a supernatural experience? Okay, I I feel like this person, okay. Those are very disconnected questions. Yeah, those are two, those are two. You're getting a two for one, like I never heard any. Uh, we're gonna jump right, well, let's, let's let the, the ladies answer. And by the way, I'm sorry, I do this at the top of every show, but I think I was a little bit flustered. I wanna make sure that we all establish our pronouns, mine or she, her, hers. Aja? Uh, I I don't have a preferred pronoun. Okay. And dear? She, her. Okay, Gorge. Uh, so I want to ask you, I would like you both to answer those questions. <laughs> do you, do you want to go first? Um, go, dear, go, dear. Sure, sure. Um, I have been asked several times to be a drag mother to people. And I personally feel... Like, that is a lot of responsibility. I do not want to hold a child. I do not want to hold your hand while we cross the street. I want it six feet away from me at all times. And I will politely decline. However, so if you have any questions... how do you say it when they ask you? Exactly like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just say, you know, I'm not ready to be a mother but if you have any questions you can pass in my way and i will do my best to answer them oh, that's, that's gracious. i've got lots of lots of knowledge to share but i'm not your mom so get off my lawn <laughs> um and then the supernatural one uh i don't know ghosts are cool but i've never met one uh, when people ask me, I see the thing is, I, I think it's important to let the world know that I had a metaphorical like hysterectomy. Like, I just don't ever plan on taking on another like artistic child of any kind. I don't want a protege. Like, after, after I kind of like distanced myself from uh solely doing drag, I got a lot of people like, Can you teach me how to do drag? I'm like, you know, I always tell people this, and this is what I tell people, and I know that it's, like, very blunt, but it's just my truth. 
And I tell people, look, I can't teach you what I was taught. I was born with this. Like, I'm an artist because it's natural. And I cannot teach you to have that that natural start quality. You know? You either have it or you don't. And just because you watch Drag Race doesn't mean you have it. It just means you watch the show and you're ambitious. You know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. That's the tea. But I, I always encourage... That's very tea, honey. I always encourage people to follow their dreams because if you manifest it, 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 it can become a possibility. But, you know, sometimes, and I don't know if you feel this way, sometimes you just have to get shit done on your own and you, you can't have other people teaching you or leading you. Sometimes you got to find the water on your own. Mm -hmm. um, and in terms of supernatural, girl, I feel like my whole life is supernatural. I, bitch, I'm probably a <laughs> fucking ghost and I don't even know at this point. <laughs> We're ghosts. This isn't actually happening. We're haunting you. The matrix glitching. <laughs> um, I feel that. You know, I I honestly feel I have. Maybe it's. I feel. It makes me feel a little like to answer the to like talk about not wanting to have drag kids. I never. It was never a part of my thing growing up. I have two, growing up as a in a drag, obviously. Um, and then. You know, now, after having been on Drag Race, people will, like, look. I've never heard, okay, the way that we used to do it in the 90s, if anything was, if somebody was going to adopt you as their kid, their gay child, their guy, then they, that, that parent would choose you. You know what I mean? Now, kids are like, mm -hmm. oh, you, are, are you going to be my, you going to be my mother? I want you to be my mother. And it's like, well, whoa, you don't just choose your mother. Right. And so... Yeah. Hey, natural. <laughs> so yeah, I can't. Um... That's why I kind of like, I kind of like the ballroom format because it's like you know if you want to be in the house, they're like, well, then you have to snatch a trophy for us. You got to prove that yeah. you know it's not going to be just like a parasitic relationship. You know, all all give, no give back. You know, I, I think people also forget that if you're going to make a family with someone, it has to be kind of mutual. Mm -hmm. Um. That's fair. Yes. I 100% agree. I would have to make sure my internet's plugged in. It should. Yeah, it's totally plugged in. Yeah, it's lit up and everything, Mitch. I look choppy. Oh, no. I don't know why. Is something happening on my account? Okay, I'm going to continue. I'm not sure what's going on with my internet. Y'all, if my internet gives out, just forgive me. Let it's me look at ghost. it. It's the ghost. It's the that ghost. For me. Um, Amber wants, also wants <laughs> to know, if you weren't working in the entertainment industry, what would you have been drawn to? Amber has a lot of questions. For Amber people. is chatting. Amber is asking a lot. <laughs> um... I, what is the question? I was, I was distracted by how many questions there are. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't working in the entertainment industry, what work would you be drawn to? Oh. Amber's trying to push you out <laughs> so that they can, they can take your spot. Amber wants to be the drag daughter that usurps the mother. Um, I, um, I think... I have been a makeup artist for a very long time and I'm actually just now doing drag full time because of the pandemic. And so it's the silver lining of this scary, crazy situation. So I wouldn't trade this for anything. It's a different but, Amber. Oh, it's a different Probably. Amber. Well, hi, Amber number two. That's cute. Um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
deer uh, is cutting like a knife. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I feel like if, if I didn't work in entertainment, I would love to be a lawyer because I like to argue points and I always have a little file cabinet on stock. Like you never, girl, we could be walking down the staircase of this, of this train and you can be like, oh, I heard this. And I'll be like, actually, bitch, this is what happened. So I would love to do that in a courtroom and get the little picture drawn and have the judge hit the gavel and be like. I feel, I feel that. I don't know. I mean, I might have to watch you do a few cases before I'm like, let's call Aja to be our... <laughs> you know, either that or I, I honestly, I, I thought if I didn't do anything that required, like, college, I would, I was, I was like, I would just do porn. I was doing, like, sex work. I'm, like, so into it that it would be whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it. I mean, that is performing. That is entertainment industry. You know? I misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying it makes sense. Um, Nelson DePina, who has been a regular asking, uh, sending in questions, submitting questions. Um, oh, by the way, before I get to the next question, uh, we have brand new emotes that we're working on. Um, super excited. We have some that are there now, but we got some brand new ones. One of them is the, it's fracking emote. The <laughs> other one is... The, um, it's my face, uh, I was in, in a play, and in the play, I was dressed like a snake called Pythio. And so, it's me dressed as Pythio the snake. That's one of them. And then the third one is just me, um, laughing. How cute. <laughs> With my mouth yes. wide open. Um, and so those are coming soon. And then, um, Mitch, can you just unmute yourself and let me know? Uh, uh, we have, we're working on, and I'm not sure if it's ready yet, we're working on our Discord chat. Um, and so Mitch is going to, it's ready. And so if you are watching the show, if you're a Patreon member, then there's a chance that you're watching the show on Patreon? On Discord. Mm-hmm. In the audience. On the, Okay, so... If you're watching the show right now and you're a Patreon member, then you have access to the Candy Dish, which is our chat room. And I want to know what's happening in that chat. I can't be in two different chats at once, but I'd love... Okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, and so you you have access to, to the Candy Dish. I might make an appearance in the Candy Dish next week, right? Is that is that possible, Mitch? Okay, sounds yeah. good. Um, here's our new question from Nelson DePina. Uh, in today's cancel culture, <clears throat> is there a situation that somebody got unfairly judged or canceled for canceled for that you wait for that you personally think they pro- oh uh, let go back up I can't see let me, I need to read this again right in today's cancel culture is there a situation that somebody got unfairly judged or canceled? For something, I think we're missing a word, for something that you personally think they probably shouldn't have. Also, is there a situation where you feel somebody got an easy, oh, nope, you went too far, got an easy pass, and if not, canceled, and if not, canceled, should have at least faced more scrutiny. And if not canceled, should, okay. So the first question is, is there something that someone did that got them canceled that you think that they shouldn't have gotten canceled for? And the second one is, is there, it's the opposite. 
did somebody, has someone done something that you want to talk about that you feel like they got let off easy? I think that's basically the gist of the question. Um, I, feel like, I feel like people, I, okay, so I feel like cancel culture is very uh, fickle where it's like, it, it's kind of silly in a way. Um, I don't think we should cancel people. I think we should just, you know, defund people and stop supporting people who are openly problematic. Uh, but it really seems that the people who are the most problematic are usually like really famous or have a lot of financial support and it, they're going to thrive <laughs> whether we cancel them or not, which kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. So all we can do is just like put our allegiance in supporting, uh, you know, more black companies, more like Latin companies, more people who really need it than supporting like, you know, the artists and celebrities who are just openly nasty or, you know. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel like I don't think cancel culture really means anything. I think people real, don't realize the internet has power, but, like, not physical power. So just, if we all went on Twitter right now and said, oh, you know, fuck blank, you know, it doesn't really do nothing to that person. I'm going to do it right now. Everybody go on Twitter and say, fuck blank. <laughs> <laughs> Can I curse? I'm going to do it. I curse. <laughs> Hashtag blank. pep talks fuck blank. <laughs> um, I'm doing it right now. Now, I have lots of children on my thing, so I'm going to censor it a little bit. But uh, but you know what it says. I'd rather say fuck Trump, but... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll tell people to, to fill it in. Fuck. I can't get the K. There it is. And then underscore blank. Fill it in. This message is from Asha. <laughs> love Asha 2020. Love Asha. Yeah, love Asha. They're going to be like, what is Asha talking about now? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, tweet. Um, my next question, I tagged you, Aja. My next question <laughs> is, um, oh, uh, I want to hear about how Aja started in the NYC drag scene. This is from Julian Julian. I'm hoping, I want to say it like Julian, because it looks like that's how it's pronounced. Julian says, I want to hear how, how Aja started in NYC drag scene. Aja is an icon and a legend and, I'm a, tr and a huge fan. Come on, fan favorite. Oh, wait, this person must be in Paris. <laughs> or, or the Caribbean. It may be half-half. Yeah. Wow. Both. I'm Team Julien. Um, I, so, actually, I was very underage when I first started going out in New York in the scene. Um, I was... I, I wouldn't I don't even think I was doing drag at first. I think I was I think I was kind of experimenting because I thought I was trans and then I kind of got really carried away and started going into like really hyper crazier looks and I was like, whoa. And I had a friend, a uh, uh, detox boussier. She's a uh, I think she's oh, still yeah, like performing uh well before the pandemic was still performing in New York City. And she was like, oh, hey, girl, they're doing this competition at Bartini. And it was hosted by uh, Holly, Holly yeah, Day. Holly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Her, before thing. her name was Holly Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't speak about her. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. 
but she was hosting it, and then uh, we got in with no ID because we got there before nine o'clock, and we waited three hours for the competition to start. So it really started with me dressing up <laughs> and then just going places and having the utmost confidence. And the bouncers would be like, "Can I see your ID?" Me being like, "You're really gonna card me? Like, do I look like I would be here if I was underage?" And you know, it worked. So that's nice. kind of it. By the time I turned 21, I had like three or four like actual like consistent gigs that was happening in New York. I Mitch, I Mitch is in the ghost realm right now, but Mitch booked me before I was 21. <gasps> Ooh. Nobody knew Ooh. it was a surprise. I'm a You are contributing to the delinquency of a minor, Mitch. It's <laughs> all good. Um, okay, okay. So that was the first foray into the drag scene. Julianne's going to love that. Um, and I'm going to say this next, I'm going to ask you this question, but we're going to actually, with this is a question that we asked, sorry, a question that we asked in the pre-show, okay, that, um, and so I'm going to let everybody know what it is, but Aja answered this in the pre-show. So you have to tune into the pre-show to see the answer to this question. Aja, I'm also a swerker, which is a name that I just learned this week, standing for sex worker, and a drag performer. Could you please speak on FOSTA and SESTA censorship and decriminalization? That's a question that Joe Dane asked in the Patreon. And of course, Joe Dane, you'll be able to see that in Aja's um, pre-show interview, which uh, you can watch right after the show. Um, and then, so Regina Rex has a question for Dear. Regina says, uh, Dear, why is Peach so ugly? <laughs> this sounds so terrible. <laughs> I love Regina Rex. Um, that's a joke that I have with, um, London Bradshaw, another drag performer here on Twitch. Um, uh-huh. but I was talking to her about, uh, I was talking about Mario with her. And she was like, okay. who's your favorite character? And I was like, who's your favorite character? And she said Peach. And I was just being ridiculous that day, just like randomly ridiculous. There's no reason for it. But I was just like, Peach is ugly. Rosalina's prettier. And it's just like this dumb joke between us. But she also thought that Rosalina was Daisy. So it's just this whole, this whole thing. Okay. <laughs> you, you'd have I to be Regina there. I love Regina Regina's great. Rafe, Thank you, Regina. Yeah, we love you, Regina. Uh, and so we can skip this section here, Rafe, and we'll go to the movie. So, y'all, it's time to talk movie. Um, uh, and before we even jump in, I want to know, just like off the bat, just because it's important to hear, uh, what is, uh, why is it important for us, for everyone, to engage in uh, basically to watch black cinema, but also engage in uh, black and Latinx art, queer art. Why is it important for, why is it important and why, if so, is it important for folks to watch black movies? Because the reason why I started this whole thing is because I have lots of multicultural friends. And I noticed that, you know, me and all my black girlfriends, we've seen every movie. A lot of my friends who are white folks hadn't seen even a tenth of the black movies that I had seen, and I would go to talk about them, and they'd be like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And so that's why I started this. 
Um, and so I'd like to hear why is it important? Is it important to watch black cinema? Hit, tell me why, if it is. I think it's very important to watch black cinema. Um, like more so, especially if you are not part of the black community, because you get an actual insight into what modern, not modern day, but like what black life is. And I think, you know, there's people out there who are very blind to, to, to the fact that, you know, white people, black people live different lives daily and there's different things that happen to them and everything down to social relationships, politics, everything is different. And uh, I think that's why these movies are important because they give you an idea of what is different. And I think sometimes people treat it like it's just like some drama or it's dramatized. Because I've, I've heard of people say that, especially like white people, they're like, oh, I saw this movie and it'll be a black woman, but it was so dramatized. Nobody acts like that. And I'm like, oh, child, like maybe nobody <laughs> you know in your experience, but I grew up with all these people who act exactly like that. So, you know, mm-hmm. they, they Yes. I um I think that representation is so important in every art form and it just consuming media that involves different people and people from different um, walks of life, um, different ethnicities, different um, gender identities and sexual identities and places like it like Asha said, it gives you insight into those people, but it also lets you know that they matter and that they exist. Mm-hmm. And so, to believe that they matter, you should give them a chance, and you should consume them just like every other type of art form and every other type of media. You heard it here, folks. Deer says, "Eat black people, consume uh- them." <laughs> 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 okay, so anything. today, hello. Today's movie is Baby Boy, uh, and it, uh, you know, I think today I want to show the trailer first, and then uh, tell you the synopsis. So let's watch the trailer. Hit it. Three, two, one. So that is the trailer for Baby Boy. Uh, This is the story of uh, Jody, played by Tyrese, who's a misguided 20-year-old uh, who is really just a, a great big baby, uh, finally forced kicking and screaming <laughs> uh, to, the, to face the commitments of real life. Um, streetwise and jobless, he has not only fathered two children by two different women, uh, Yvette, played by Taraji P. Henson, a.k.a. Cookie from, uh, from Empire, and Peanut, uh, played by Tamara Leseon Bass, Uh, but still lives with his own mother at home. So he lives at home, has two um, babies with two baby mamas, uh, and he cannot seem to strike a balance or find direction in his chaotic life. Um, And so right off the bat, like, Aja, I'm I'm guessing that you'd seen this was from like 2000 and what year did this come out, Mitch? Or Rafe? It came out in 2001. It's 2001. I looked it up. Okay, 2001, okay. 2001. Uh, I, I I've seen this movie before, as in 2001. Did you had you seen it either of you? And tell me what your um what sort of like if you've seen it before, only if you've seen it before. What do, 
what was it? What were your opinions about it when you first saw it? I Not saw it like before. If you I, saw it before. Um. I well in two thousand one I was seven. So oh, um, you might you probably didn't see it in two thousand one. You little young bitch. <laughs> I, I saw it when I saw. They made us watch it in high school. And okay. we had like a um, what you call it? Uh, uh, we had a study group weird thing. Like they used to kind of divide the the boys and girls type of thing. And uh, we had like come on, it was binary. Like, yeah, <laughs> but it was like a all boys class, quote unquote, and um, whatever that means. And uh, they would show us certain movies, uh, and uh, Baby Boy was one of them. And at the time. Um, I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, very real. Like, this is just, like, a lot of people I know, like, especially their older brother who's, like, 20, 25, still living at home. And, you know, especially in New York City, um, I think a lot of people have this glamorized fantasy of New York City. But people don't realize that, like, in New York City, there is a little hood here and there. Well, actually, it's mostly hood. If I, if a lot? Know. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> and... You know, I know a lot of people who have that older brother or who were that were that person who maybe still are that person who are, you know, just being a leech off of their parents and don't want to do nothing with their lives. And um, mm -hmm. I think that I think that the movie itself was like a late coming of age. Yeah, very sure. late coming of age story. And I think that that's a classic um, piece of like a trope or a way that they do cinema, a classic style of movie making is a coming of age movie. But this is very much like coming of age in the hood. It is a comedy. You know, it's like there's some very comedic parts to it or parts that are meant to be very funny. Um, is, was this your first time seeing it, dear? Uh, I'm only, yes. I'm mentioning it because you, I think you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was my very okay. first time. Yeah, and so so this time around, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it with fresh eyes or if you kind of fell back into it, Aja. Uh, but this time around, what were your just like overall thoughts of the film in twenty? Given that it's twenty twenty, um, I, with my mo I don't want to say my modern mindset, but I guess like with a more updated view and more experience in life, because uh, I haven't seen it in like ten years. Um, I really thought that it was an interesting representation for the black community. And I kind of, I kind of thought that they played a little too much into certain stereotypes and tropes. Mm -hmm. uh, I, Cause I think that not every single black man who's still at home with his mom has two baby mamas and not every, you know, is, you know, involved with all the shenanigans. It's not, mm -hmm. I think it was a little too pushy of every single stereotype. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I just wish that maybe they would have staggered it out. Maybe different characters could do different things. But, you know, I wish that would have been different. Uh, but, again, it still was pretty realistic. And what were your thoughts overall, dear? I um, I loved it overall. It was such a roller coaster. I'd never, ever seen it before. And it's, like, ups and downs and wild and crazy. But I thought that it had a very, like, campy sense to it. Like, oh, it, like totally. I was like, is the director gay or were they just like, <laughs> did they have a gay intern or something like that? Because like all the men are naked here or there somewhere. Um, I agree with Aja that it was like very heavy handed in its depictions at times. Like it was uh -huh. like questionably heavy, heavy handed. Like it, it was, it was like Hollywood version of dramatic sequence. Like they, they <laughs> like put the drama bar all the way to the top. And I also found it very interesting that its social commentary is just told to you. 
like the first moment of it is like black men call their girlfriends mamas and they have two baby mamas and they and they think they're still in the womb when they live at home and stuff like that and i was like they don't let you infer it they just tell you they they are just like here is establishing yeah yeah i guess they needed to establish because because there is something kind of absurd about look i'm not criticizing folks who, who stay at home and especially during this pandemic i think there's probably a lot more people who are living at home now than than probably were before the pandemic at home with their with their parents um but i do um i didn't have the i my mic isn't on me y'all can hear me i can hear you fine <laughs> so i'm here girl what the hell <laughs> now you can really hear it can't you um uh anyway there's so many folks who live at home right now especially during the pandemic but it is a little like you said it, it is it's kind of like it's a hood movie it's a movie about the hood but it is high camp high mm-hmm. camp um and and so i guess they had to lay it out at the beginning so that you like would would like we'd all be starting off with this, sort of the same set of facts for this movie um to understand okay this is quote unquote this is normal in this world in this situation that he's living at home that he has that he's not married but has kids to these different folks i think that they felt the need to explain that because this is 2001 this is pre a lot of the tyler perry movies and and like you know we weren't there wasn't a lot of mainstream black cinema that was you know widely accepted and seen by a lot of folks um and so I think that's probably part, part in part why it has that style that it has. Uh, I think they were, it is odd to me coming off the heels of the late nineties movies um, or the movies that were played throughout the nineties, none of which were comedies um, for the most part. Uh, well, maybe, okay, Friday. Um, but like movies about serious, really serious themes like Boys in the Hood and Juice and all of these, you know, New Jersey Drive, Above the Rim, and then going into, um, I guess they were trying to straddle a line between movies like Friday, which were really popular, with serious themes like some of the ones that had played in the early 90s. But um, there, there were some, watching it around this time, there were some really problematic moments for me that... Um, that were, you know, a shame. Like, okay, well, I'll get into it in a second. Um, I want to know what you thought of the acting. Oh, it definitely, it definitely is weirder, especially, in, okay, in older films, I feel like younger people are really played by people way older than their role. They really are, back in the day, back in the and day. I was like, Tyrese, <laughs> I was like, Tyrese is gorgeous and sexy, but does not look 20 in that He's movie. He's 40 in that movie. <laughs> um, but uh, I think the acting was a little, I don't want to say questionable, but it was a little, you were right, uh, Adir, it did come off at some points a little campy because it almost seemed like <laughs> sometimes like the acting itself was being questioned <laughs> by the <laughs> actors in the movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, Um but one thing I did want to add, too, is um, I, I do, and I feel like this is a lot of uh, films that Taraji is part of. I felt like there was not there was a hidden 
element of black female empowerment that should have came forward a little more where it was kind of teaching like black women not to deal with the bullshit that can come from from uh from men and i you know i think a lot of people don't realize that in the black community there's a lot of toxic masculinity where it's sort of shoved down your throat and then you know a lot of men grow up to be like like you're the father figure of everything and everyone for some reason it's very authoritative and like um you know I, I kind of, I really felt for her character a lot more this time watching it because I'm now experiencing and having friends who have gone through that type of abuse emotionally, mm-hmm. physically, and even being a person who's gone through physical abuse, it's like, whoa, like, you know, watching the movie was like, I don't ever want to be with somebody who's living at their parents' house. Like that. You know, you're giving them the world and then they're just treating you like garbage. Yeah. Um, I felt similarly, I mean... I thought that the acting was fine for the most part, besides like the dream sequences where it was like so over the top. Like I was so I was, bizarre. <laughs> I was basically laughing, but I also had teary moments with um, yeah. with Taraji's acting because I thought that she was very effective in most scenes. But I feel like I was like I was clutching, like I was like <gasps> I was clutching my pearls like for most of the movie. Um, and I was really hoping that Taraji's Yvette character would have, um, like, like a peak moment where she does overcome the bullshit because the way that it is depicted is, like, she just takes so much and then she stands up for herself but still backs down eventually. And I thought that her and the mom would have, like, a cut it out or it's over moment. The only person that had that the only person that wasn't in tears telling Jody to cut it out was Peanut when he called her for like a hookup. And right. she was like, I'll call you when I need you. Click. And she so needed I, to I, know I was just the like, power. She needed to know the power of throwing the hot grits. Like it just hadn't been invented yet. She needed that <laughs> that moment. She needed to know about it. I, d- I did like the one scene that was that I was in tears. Like, literally, I was in tears. I don't know anyone that could watch that not in tears. The one scene with her and Snoop Dogg and her son. I was, oh. and, and she did use her surroundings to be like, get away from me. Yeah. And he went for it. But, like, it could have easily gone a different way. Like, I was hoping that she got a gun or something. I was hoping it was going to be real dramatic. And she's like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Um, I... One of the things that I thought, okay, like, I really appreciated the storyline. Um, okay, this is, like, I'm trying to say this in a way that I appreciated the storyline. I appreciate the movie. When I first saw it, the movie, was just kind of like, oh, it's a movie. And all movies have moments of fun stuff and some some real-life stuff. And you just, and you, and it is what it is. That's drama. But mm-hmm. watching it this time around, I definitely, um... I think that they tried to walk a tight rope between, again, delivering these real-life, everyday things. Half of the, 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 the marriages in this country end in divorce. And so to have um, a, a single parent is not, like, that's not revolutionary necessarily. It's very common. There probably should be more movies about single parent, single child uh, relationships. Um, but to have... Uh, the 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 to have this commentary on black men um i think unfortunately it, it 
it kind of did support the whole like um, fatherless black men who end up being irrespons not responsible and sort of selfish, like that whole piece. Um, and there are lots of people who who don't have two parents in the household who who don't end up like Asha said with two baby mamas, you know, and things like that. And I know that this was just a story about one. But what was hard for me was like they tried to throw everything in the but the kitchen sink in. Uh, it was interesting to me his mother, um, like her whole her whole she had I feel like she had it together. She was uh, my favorite. She was a fa like she has it together with her gardening and everything. And I just wish like did that woman really raise this boy? You know. <laughs> Um, I agree with you. Like, it's really, it's really a sad thing that like all of the men there are either bad dads or they were a bad dad. Like, like yeah. the boyfriend, he admits that he's a bad dad to his own son. Mm -hmm. Jody is just clearly, obviously a bad dad. And I don't think that the other friend is a dad. And I don't think Snoop Dogg is a dad. So like the only dads in that movie, in that world are bad dads. So it's basically saying all dads are deadbeats. But I yeah. did, I did like, and I'm gonna say the the female supporting cast. I loved the fact that all of the female characters commented on how he's a bad person. How like he, all yeah. of his faults, mm -hmm. they call it out. They call they, it they out. They dish it. They mm -hmm. don't let anything slip by. Yvette, even though she comes back and she like forgives him for things that I don't know why anyone would forgive. I mean, she's obviously, I don't know. But um, they all say it point blank. They're like. You did the Girl. the bad thing. Yeah. You did this. You did this. You did this. Even the mom. Even the mom is like, well, she has a point, and I'm not siding with her. But you should reflect on your life. I do remember that feeling of when the stepdad comes. What stepdad? When the boyfriend of the mom comes around, and like that sort of like uncomfortableness and competition, and like competing for your mom's love. Like that is a very real thing to me, and I, I definitely remember that. Um, and I thought what was interesting was that okay here's a note I'm, I'm not trying to poke holes in it his like model making thing that seems like a real skill at home that he was able to do they yeah. never really, they never really like went into it and i think that that would have been what he's looking for work he's looking for a way to better himself why not a write in that he does something with that instead having him do this fashion thing which is just a way for him to pick up girls you know, it feels like, and then is it fashion? You know, is it fashion? <laughs> um, fine, lots of lot that happens a lot, honey. You can't walk down my street and probably in Oz's neighborhood too without be, being sold something that <laughs> you know what I mean. But, but what I was so not having the the blatant homophobia, transphobia in the in the um in the hair salon when he was selling the dresses to mm -hmm. that to the stylist who yeah. gave, got the pink dress, which looks like the one you're wearing. I here. bought it. <laughs> it was me. It fit dear. It fit dear. Um, <laughs> like he was so, he, he was like so smooth and he, he was obviously putting on this like loving kind of smooth and acting like he was really into, oh, that's going to look great. Like all this detail. And he switched um, when he was going to give it to the gay gay guy, 
or I don't know how they would have identified, but into this queer character um, in, in, the hotel, in, in the thing. Why, why be so mean and so like, I mean, this is a customer. This is one of the only people who's buying anything. And so why are you, turn, you know, I just thought it was so problematic that they would intentionally put queer characters in to abuse them in back in the day. That's actually you know? interesting because I didn't pick up on that. I think I was enamored with that character just from oh. seeing him, seeing seeing them with the the like uh, chemise or whatever you call it, the peignoir. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like I was just like, oh my gosh! Like even though it was as heavy handed as like every trope that's in the whole thing, um, I was just like, oh my gosh, how cool! I see myself in that character. Like I didn't even notice how they were treated and that like they were a stereotype until it had already left. So right. that's interesting. Um, I feel like I feel like sometimes we we don't see it as much now because the queer community has sort of grown and we all kind of have each other now. But I feel like in a way, uh, heterosexual media kind of has viewed and still sometimes does view uh, queer people, especially people who are not heteronormative, as a joke or some sort of anomaly where. It's like, oh my God, like a feminine man, a man in a dress, a trans person. It's It, it becomes very devaluing where the way yeah. that they will treat you. So, you know, I'm not surprised that in media, uh, especially a straight movie or and also a black movie, which, you know, the, there's a lot of homophobia and transphobia in the in the black community because of the very force, the forcing of masculine roles. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I'm not surprised that they would have that. And I've seen it in a lot of other other black films, especially in that time as much. Um, mm-hmm. But I do have to say, I'm happy that uh, moving forward, I mean, a lot of the films I've seen lately, black, white, like international, the queer representation is improving and is getting better. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to treat the characters with a little more respect. And, uh, you know, I've even seen more trans representation in movies, which I think is pretty awesome. And not like yeah. in a nasty derogative or like sort of, a, you know, how they used to do the thing where they play. Tokenized. Like, oh, yeah, where it becomes, or if it becomes like, oh, is it a trans or a drag? Like that sort of thing. Now it's very mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> this is a trans woman and we're acknowledging that. And, you know, I hope it continues to go that way. And I hope those roles stay given to trans people as well and that queer roles stay within the queer community. You know, sure. that reminds me of, um, or it doesn't remind me, but I mean, you know, what comes to mind is uh, is the movie Disclosure, which, it's fashion. you know, I saw it. I thought it was a great movie. I'm hopeful that it's going to get some Oscar buzz. Uh, but now that we have movies like Disclosure that so clearly lay out things like that um the do's and don'ts uh i think it's it can't it's it's you know you you can't really get away from it um and so i think you're right like i think it's going to get even better in the future i definitely see it improving with regards to queerness uh and maybe even also with regards to race and ethnicity as well um we have a question from jess moon quinn moon quinn jess moon quinn I'm trying to make sure that's right. Oh. Uh, I want to say something yeah. really quick just about that thing that we were talking oh. about. Really quick, really quick. Sorry, so sorry yeah, to interrupt yeah, no, you. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I think it's so interesting because, like, I was watching it and I was like, oh, finally, a gay character because this is a movie about straight people. Yeah, and that was yeah, obviously, yeah. A, like, a, a queer person. And it's so true that 
they were used there as a joke. Like, they were just like, oh, look, even, like, the femme guy is buying a thing from yeah. Jody, uh-huh. And it's so, it's so sad, and it's, and that's 2020 brain, is that I didn't even pick up on that until you were talking about it. Like, I was just like, oh, there's the gay person that I've been waiting this whole time for, but it is so painfully obvious that it's there as a joke for the straight people. Yeah. And it's, like, hitting so- me right now. I'm just like, I felt, I've, it, I, it went over my head. Yeah, well, there was a lot, I mean, clearly there was a lot to deal with, and I mean, even culturally, there's some things, but it it is really interesting, and 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 looking at what, to kind of go tie it together with, with disclosure, looking back, you know, like we think of 2020, you both mentioned it, Asha mentioned it, you know, the, the new age, and it's the queer folks in film, and that is feeling very new, especially representation done properly, but if we go back historically, especially after looking at shows uh movies like disclosure we can see that queer characters have been included in one way shape or in one way or another since the very beginning some of the earliest films that existed some of the most historic early films existed had a queer or gay or ambiguous character in some way that was that was definitely queer um Mm -hmm. and and of course, they were treated, I think, the same way that they were treated in, in Baby Boy. Um, Jess Moonquin uh, asks from Patreon, is this from Patreon? Oh, this is the comments. Let me check these comments. This is the real life comments in this they're moment. They're coming in. Um, they're coming in, honey. Jess Moonquin says, um, it, was, it was to open up women's eyes about guys who use them. It was an empowering film for women. I think that that there's definitely some, some truth to that, um, Jess. I'm not, I'm not, bashing the movie but I mean my experience of it and my thoughts of it the second time around are a little bit different um and I do think you know having a, a an, an empowering movie for women uh who are cis hetero identified um is important especially one that shows this shows back to them the relationships that they are in um you know it's one thing to have like you know a woman marching through the mountains and can ride a horse, that's a strong woman. But how do we show women's strength and empowerment through these relationships that they have with their partners who are impregnating them and leaving them or not really partnering them? Um, and so I think it is, it's good in that regard. But I do, there were some moments that I wanted to see out of it. Um, Mel823 asks, Mocha Beans 01, that trope used used to go to fat black friend. They just moved that from one minority group to another. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm not sure if you're addressing Mocha Beans or Mel. I'm a little confused, Mitch, what who that's from. Or, um, but in any event, yeah, the the fat black friend, um, fat black friend. You know, I think a lot of times people who are large body folks, you know. Um, heavier body folks are still like made fun of, you know, maybe it's more um, PC to not do it now, but I don't think we've gotten to where we need to go with regards to body positivity. Um, So what impact did this, does this type of story have on your life when like, do you ever think I'm, I guess this might be mostly for Aja um, because You've seen this before, uh, but what impact does this kind of story have on your life? Do you recall things like this 
you know, you said that it lines up with folks you know or people experiences that you've seen. And so, like, what impact, if any, does it have on your life? Um, I think I think it makes me want to uh, be present for people in my life, especially who are are femme, who may be going through that type of abuse and uh, be able to speak up on that part. Like, you know, it sounds silly, but to a lot of people don't really have those like, what would you do? Like John Quinones type moments. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't ever say nothing. And, you know, I feel like it's important if you see someone being, you know, abused and beaten nonstop. Sometimes, uh, sometimes, especially when you come from these types of neighborhoods, we're grown up to that and we think that that's okay and uh we think we 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 deserve that or we don't deserve better so i think that uh watching it made me realize that you know where i am now in life uh Mm -hmm. is not the same exact place but there's still a lot of people who are still experiencing those things and um i guess i just want to be more present for them Mm -hmm. uh what about you uh dear i mean i know that you're just taking this in so if it doesn't have you know and do the themes have an impact in your life? And before you answer, if you're watching this, please comment. Um, I want to know uh, what relevance this has in your life. And also uh, a question for the folks in the comments. Does this, is it better to have a movie that just shows what's happening? Or is it, or do you prefer to have a movie that shows the problem and then shows the uh, protagonist fixing it or over- overcoming it? Because like Aja said, this was, for all intents and purposes, this this woman, Taraji, is in an abusive relationship. This is an abusive relationship. I don't think there's any way around that. And so what do you all think in the comments? But dear, tell me about the the, the impact on your life. I mean, I, I don't know your situation, but you know, from do you do you know folks who are um like have baby daddies or baby mamas? And what's that dynamic like for if you know any of them and and what how does this connect to your everyday life? Um, my biggest takeaway is that the straights are fucked. <laughs> um, but also, uh, like, I see, like, I was watching it and I was emotional to it. I was laughing with it. I was crying with it. Um, but after it was finished, I was like, what a ridiculous film. That was my first thought. But I also see the truth in some of the depictions. Mm-hmm. And I have seen, like people pregnant in high school because like the mom and uh peanut both say that they were like chilled like they were Mm -hmm. kids they were teenagers when they became mothers so um i'm from a small town i have seen people go through that thing i've seen people like having teenage families and they're living with their parents or like they continue to live there like i've seen bits and pieces of it so i think that it really had a lot of um it had truth behind its humor and its dramatizations. Um, Mm. But really the biggest takeaways were I love the mom. I love when she had Mariah honey hair. I love the 2001 silver lipstick. Yeah. I love, I loved Monique making a cameo. Like, I think, I don't know. I, I, um, I can't take the movie as it is seriously, but I can see the inspiration behind it. And it, makes me sad because those things a lot of the things still happen just in different ways but I, I did like the wake-up calls so like the boyfriend being like I was just like you when I was a kid like wake up um be there for your children like I think it had a good message but it was it was muddied up by how awful of a person Jody was 
He was so awful. Can, you know, all he got like one hundred and thousand one um, chances. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, uh, one more question, and I want to know. I'm not sure if anybody came into the comments with that yet, Rafe. Um, does this movie hold? Would this? Does this movie hold relevance or hold up? today? Like, could you make this same movie today? I don't think it would be considered politically correct, especially with a lot of the things that they were being really campy with. But to be honest with you, um, in terms of reality, all the themes that it covers are very much still relevant. And I don't think those problems will disappear, I think. But I think it will be important for people to become more and more aware. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the themes are pretty timeless. Like, you know, people not committing to the big responsibilities that will change their lives, like children and going to jail or getting out of jail, like stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. But I think as a piece of work, it is mm -hmm. so 2001. Like, if you showed that to a child on TikTok, they would not understand Dude, half of it. Now, like, the it TVs feels like a music are really. Video from 2001. Yeah. <laughs> like the music is almost like like two thousands influence is coming back into music. So like the music sort of has relevance, but like the all of the technology is so outdated. There is a guy selling. He says DVDs, but his box physically has VHSs in it. <laughs> so like I don't think anyone can take it seriously unless they like get out of like they understand the reference. I guess. Of yeah, which is why they had that speech in the beginning. Um, okay, well, listen, Aja, you are working on a new album uh, right now. Aja probably creates more music than anyone I know. Uh, <laughs> I had the chance. Um, uh, I just, I love, I love everything you do. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more, or we talked a little bit more in the pre-show. And so if people want to see that reunion, make sure after the show you go over to my Patreon. It'll actually be up tomorrow in the morning, you go over to my Patreon. Um, follow Aja the Queen. I mean, just follow Aja the Queen. <laughs> just do it, just do it. Um, and on Twitter, it's Aja Oxum. Oshum. Right? Oshum, okay, excuse me. Oshum. It's Aja Oshum. Um, and Deer, on December 16th, Deer was talking about Stream Queens, which is this uh, drag community online who are twitching video gaming queens, and they're having their um, first annual uh, first stream, time mm -hmm. first time first time stream queens con, which is a big convention taking place online December sixteenth through the nineteenth, and um, it's an all drag digital convention on Twitch right here on Twitch, yep. uh, and Deer's channel is twitch.tv slash deer and if you're interested in stream queens it's twitch.tv slash stream queens um can't wait to see and, you there and, and all drag troop social. of content creators oh um on twitter and instagram dear dear like you're writing a letter d-e-a-r-d-e-e-r-e -E -E -E. <laughs> mm -hmm. um and just another reminder before the show we talked about uh what was edited from rupaul's drag race uh what was your biggest pet peeve uh, what type of drag performer are you and all about 
your her, your OnlyFans? Those are the questions that I asked Aja earlier. Oh, and also about the sex worker question. Um, and so tune into that if you want to watch. Just head over to my Patreon, where you can also find other exclusive behind-the-scenes videos and full episodes of Pep Talks. Uh, so now, really quickly, um, is my skincare... Uh, it's the moment in the time where I talk a little bit about makeup. I'm super excited about this. I talked uh, with Deer a little bit about this earlier. It is a Tarte lip or Tarte eyeshadow palette. Um, Sugar Rush is the name of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it came out during Pride. I'm just getting around to looking at it now. I have, I'm not going to put it on now, but it came with this, as you can see in the set, it comes with the, um, the palette and a brush. I'm not sure if you can see that. And so I have... Oh, of course. So yes, of course, of course. It comes with this brush and uh, right there, I have two colors. I'm using two of the colors here. There's turquoise and this green. And I don't know if you can see, it might have oxidized a little bit now, but um, that's what I have underneath. It is very, very pretty. I'm not going to put any more on. Um, to be honest with you, it's my first time using a Tarte product. I think it's they're really nice for sending this to me. It's not my favorite. Um, these are not the brightest colors. No, no shade to the uh, compact or to the palette. And I can't. I don't find the most payoff in terms of the pigment. And so I think it's a nice gift, but I don't know how. I might be giving it away. I might be regifting it. Um, and then the next thing I want to talk about really quickly is I, I always want to try to feature something that's black owned and operated. Lip Bar um, is black owned and operated. This is a Lip Bar Vegan Cosmetics. This is a lip, a liquid lipstick. Uh, it's matte and it's what I'm wearing right now, but I do have some Trixie Cosmetics glitter on over top. Um, and the only thing I don't, it's tough with the Trixie Cosmetics glitter because they don't, they don't label what's on the bottom of the glitter. So I don't know what color it is. It's kind of like a peachy, iridescent peachy. Um, but this, the color of this um, liquid lipstick is basically like a burgundy and it's called, um, it's too small to read. Prima, it's Prima Donna. It's I think, beautiful. I, I think the it. glitter is marshmallow. Oh, is it marshmallow? Okay, it's like great. clear and it sparkles golden peach and stuff. Yes, maybe yeah. that's marshmallow. I think it's marshmallow. Yeah, just try it. <laughs> and so uh, check out Lip Bar. You can go to lipbar.com. Um, and of course, Tarte, T-A-R-T-E.com to uh, check out these palettes for yourself. I'm sorry I didn't get to spend more time on it. It is time for the movie wheel um, to find out what our next uh, next week's movie is going to be. Um, hold on, here we go, here we go. I forgot to bring it up. Ah! Excited. <laughs> it's exciting. Uh, in the meantime, um, if you are just joining us, please make sure you uh, head over to my Patreon to see exactly what you just missed. Um, I can't pull up the movie wheel. And so we're going to have to... Uh, <laughs> The choices are, let's just choose one this week. What is it? Uh, it's how Stella got her groove back. That's Love what we're that going to watch next week. And the next next week's guest is uh, Manila Luzon and Mila Jam. Yes. Um, and one more thing. Don't forget, if you are, um, if you haven't, if you've listened to my, if you haven't listened to my album, please stream it. 
And if you listen to it, please get yourself a copy if you like collector's edition vinyls. It's on sale right now. Um, and it goes off sale. You can pre-order it now and it goes off sale December 16th. So that's the only chance you will have to get one. You can go to my link in bio or click the link that I'm putting into the chat right now to, to get it. Um, and next week's guest, as I said, is Manila Luzon and Mila Jam. And we are talking about how Stella got her groove back. So if you want to be up to speed and in the comments, I really enjoy folks being in the comments. I would like to hear more opinions of the movies. So please watch how Stella got her groove back if you can. Because those are the comments that I'm going to be looking for next week. Um, so, you know, you watch it on your own. And then you come into the comments already with what you want to say about the movie, if you know what I mean, before next week's show. Um, for now, that is the show. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. Uh, we're going to go over and raid Deer's channel right now. So everyone watching, please go over to Deer's channel. We're going to put the link uh, to her channel. Or I don't really know how that works, but we're going <laughs> to raid it. Thank you so, so, so much for having me. And I loved it. And you're amazing. And you're iconic. And both of you are perfect. I love both of you. Thank you so much, uh, Aja. Thank you so much, dear. Everyone, have a safe night. And make sure you go over to my Patreon to see the pre-show. Love ya. Bye.